0: I do have uh, some leftover Dr Pepper, but I've already had some, and I feel my teeth have uh, rotted
1: enough from that stuff already. Dr Pepper is basically coffee. It's time to put teeth rot behind us. Let's move on as a world.
0: (laughs) Well, also because the dentist is closed, so there's nothing I can do apart from floss, and even flossing I don't feel does really anything. I had coffee today with a donut. I've had that two days in a row. I had uh, another bacon roll slash bacon bagel for lunch which is the third day in a row i've had that Ooh, Uh bagels are pretty great oh they're god oh, great fantastic lunch especially if they're toasted oh yeah basically my diet has has well put it this way i'm eating really really well like i'm enjoying what i'm eating but it's not very good for me right lots of lots of fried stuff lots of kind of oily stuff
1: it Which sounds like privilege to me it's tasty but it's not. It's not very good for me. That is one anti-privilege to us privileged folks is that our teeth are just going to fall out because we cannot control ourselves because we're all useless. Yeah, well,
0: that's true. I I told myself before we started I would only have three mini eggs, but I've already had double exactly. that because
1: they're just they're so good. And, and uh, that's it. We're just we're just a bunch of wasters over here with our sugar and our other assorted things that are bad for your teeth. Uh, and uh, th- like the dentist industry is, is flourishing because of it. Well, not at the moment. They're shut down. That's the whole problem. See, I was wondering, why are the dentists being shut down? I get that like sticking your fingers in, in <laughs> mouths directly is a risky corona situation, right? If I went about the city sticking my fingers in mouths... Unless they're an intimate partner. ...I'd probably get arrested. But <laughs> dentistry feels like quite important. so it's it's only vital when it's only emergency appointments
0: exactly yeah
1: but in terms of tooth whitenings no and no teeth whitenings no (laughs) could you reckon you could ask a dentist to do a tooth whitening where they just do one
0: tooth one solitary tooth make it and then it could be like the movies where it goes ding and there's just that one tooth which is bright white
1: yeah i'd get my canine i'd get one of my canines whitened so that then when you do the big smile it dings off to the side because the dings always have to be asymmetrical You can't have one of your middle teeth. That's too near the middle.
0: Talking of privilege, I have considered in the past changing my grey fillings to white fillings just to make them more aesthetically pleasing. You made money, yeah. No,
1: I mean it's not. It's not necessary. I think. Well, unless they're going
0: to see the inside of my. Unless I decide to do a lot of operatic singing, in which case, okay,
1: yeah, I would. But you know, so if you become famous in circles where your mouth is going to be seen, then probably because at that point there are people in the world who will judge someone for having feelings and that's just dumb because literally everybody's going to get them um, and it will improve your audience if you have better feelings. Here's something.
0: I know that my mum and dad's teeth is, or certainly used to be, pretty bad, but we have never had a conversation about quite how bad. You know, I, I do genuinely think that like part of my dad's teeth either are all fake or just don't exist. Like, I I don't think he has certain
1: teeth. Oh yeah, no, but
0: we've never had that conversation. I just think that's, I've never looked inside <laughs> inside the roof of his mouth.
1: <laughs> never, never, examined, <laughs> never examined your parents' mouths closely. You know, mum
0: and dad were were really, really good for getting us to brush our teeth. And it was always with the ominous warning of, I didn't look after my teeth when I was your age, and now blah blah, blah, blah. Yeah, And we always missed out just the, the end section, which was, I don't actually know if do they have false teeth? I don't think so. No, I'm certain they don't. But I don't know, just It was always just the fear was put into you about your teeth. Well, yeah. But now, as as soon as I left home, I didn't have any fillings up until I left home. I moved to Glasgow and then, I mean, for some stupid reason, I stopped brushing my teeth in the mornings. I don't know why. Oh, you're dafty. I have no idea why. You're complete dongus. I know, I know, I know. But it's fine. I I only, it was a student habit for like a year. And then after six months, I said, hey, you need four fillings.
1: I wonder why. Yeah. But that's that's the mistakes we all make. But no, like it's a, there's a proper big reason for all. this, Many other right? mistakes
0: we make at that age, dude.
1: All of, yeah, among many mistakes, it is poor poor dental care. Uh, but you know that is one of the forever mistakes that teeth don't grow back unless you're a shark, um, <laughs> or maybe like a beaver or a rodent because then they're forever growing and that's why they have to gnaw on wood. uh this is like an established thing because sugar is the main contributor. In, the, in like in the in our in our spheres, yeah, correct uh, for for dental rot, and that only became a really big part of our diets, like post-colonialism when we did the whole sugar farming yeah. thing, and everyone's sugar became more accessible. Um, so consider that generations and generations ago, people didn't really have to worry about taking care of their teeth so much. People had better teeth because there wasn't. Too many things that contributed to bad teeth. Well, exactly. It's, it's it's pretty hard to have rotten teeth if you're chewing on potatoes all day. Yeah, and the second thing to consider is that toothpaste was only invented in like the fifties. That's in the nineteen fifties, really. And it only became like super widespread probably like nearer our nearer our births than the fifties. So like, it, I did not know that things take a while to take off. So if it was invented in the fifties, it's it's only going to take off like thirty years later. So. We're talking about dental care. That's people brushing their teeth with like powder before that.
0: oh, I, I know in the, the past, my dad has talked about when seatbelts were first made legal and the, the fact that his dad was totally against it. He was like, why are you why, why wearing seatbelts? It's madness.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, That's it. All these things. We grew up, we get told to use them because other generations lived in in the world that they weren't used so widely in, and therefore have a bit of a perspective. Well, hopefully have a bit of a perspective unless you are just like stuck in the past and really want to relive the good old days of like slavery or whatnot
0: rotten teeth and flying through car windscreens yeah
1: the good old days the good old days who cares about health <laughs> and safety
0: Cease Operate episode. Here we go. One nine nine. James.
1: Technically, that is two hundred recordings.
0: Technically, because episode zero is a thing, but we
1: we like to pretend it's not. People don't like numbering systems that start with zero, but that is superior. (laughs) So, we'll pander to both. Regardless, welcome to Cease Operate episode one nine nine.
0: I'm Colin, and he is James. I am. And this is your new favorite podcast your least dull podcast <laughs> and the yeah.
1: longest running scottish podcast with a season 1 in the world yeah. maybe ever even if you have listened to 200 episodes it is still your new favorite podcast
0: well it's by virtue yeah. always going to be that so yeah and also i mean who's who's starting up a podcast and lo-
1: well everybody is so i mean a podcast yeah we we, were, we relate to that game we
0: well early late middle we were like
1: we were before like everybody did it but it was after everybody was was widening to it
0: and in, in terms of like did we miss the the first train leaving the station absolutely we
1: did for for definite but we were still, but we were, still w- we we're still we were still at peak time we were still like yeah we we're like we we're like a half 11 like a midday departure <laughs> yeah we were in the morning we were in the morning commute we weren't like <laughs> just heading over to edinburgh in the afternoon for for cheapo's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> who would want to go there anyway?
0: Well, exactly. Anyway, thank you very, very much for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for joining us in our collective lockdown, collective self-isolation.
1: Join us, everybody, in what it is like to
0: live like me. It's been great. I've, well, not really. It's been very mixed. We'll get into that, James. Oh, some people are going mad, yeah. It's insane. We'll get into that. But thank you to everybody who is... Listed, or who is listen listening has listened has got in touch including uh, the likes of izzy and janice ml and also murray ml said that she enjoyed the episode very much and her idea for keeping the economy afloat was to go back and actually buy the
1: music you originally downloaded from limewire yeah how about that everybody who's ever stolen something online even though we were told that we wouldn't do it it's time to start paying up all those cds all those movies buy them Janice said that she listened to the episode while
0: treadmilling uh, yeah. and she needed to see some evidence of my foot injury. If you would like to see how I managed to hit my foot off, foot off a radiator, there is a picture on the cease Operate Twitter. It is very
1: unsightly, I do warn you. Yeah, I feel like that kind of thing needs to come with like a content warning. Can you like mark that as like... <laughs> like th- this picture contains sensitive material. 18 plus. Yeah. NSFW. Yeah. Not safe for watching. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's not safe for, safe watching. for w- w- wise that's eyes of a w not
0: safe for remote working from home anyway thank you <laughs> Janice for getting in touch uh, also Izzy said that she does have a review of Doctor Who to send in so Izzy please do I would like to hear how oh, Doctor yeah, Who I've, is getting on
1: I stopped watching that ever since I stopped paying the license fee because I'm a good a good citizen who doesn't watch BBC things anymore because I don't pay for them
0: and also James you did request last week for listeners to nod at us oh. and so uh murray wilson has done that on social media by tweeting the word nod in asterisks good stuff
1: that there is a dedicated individual
0: and that's that's somebody who's listened right through to the end which i can only admire your perseverance and your patience
1: i've always assumed that zero people got to to the yeah. outros <laughs> i think some people do which is which is really nice well i reckon the people in gchq that are monitoring us probably listen to the whole thing just in case he like, slide some threats to the establishment and at the end there. Do
0: you know what I realised this week, actually? I've been doing some crypto videos or, well, Forex videos for people who are trading in cannabis stocks. This is a real thing. Ah, yeah, you can't do that now. But the amount of times this week that I've Googled cannabis stocks cannabis software cannabis all these like (laughs) silly websites that these guys are promoting the guy the fbi agent who's watching my computer he's just gonna be like this guy is clearly starting up his own weed factory
1: well the fbi guy won't care it'll be it'll be the mi5 boys the gchq boys it'll be (laughs) boris himself big old borrow Jaro has got his little call-in tab open on his browser like when's this guy starting his weed farm i'm gonna get him i hate that here
0: I also say a shout out to uh, my best friend for EVS, Katarina Wilson, who uh, was sighing and shaking her head, apparently, in exasperation after hearing how I managed to injure myself last week. So thank you for your sympathies, Katarina. I do appreciate I mean,
1: it. You did make some big mistakes in the build up to that injury. I've made
0: many mistakes, James. That is certainly up there with a, a very top, very worst of my life, wow, attempting attempting handstand push ups without what any a shoes good on. Life you've been living there. Oh, it's been yeah, absolutely. If that is among the worst
1: things I've ever done, t-
0: <laughs> I have been a virtual Mother
1: Teresa again, though. No, she was a horrible person. Let's not try and like, was she? No, giving- yeah, oh, I, d- I she's got I've, a better reputation than she deserves. I find that hard to believe, and mm. that but. No, we can we can do that when we're doing like the deep dive episodes where we just talk about one subject for an hour. Is there
0: is there like a, a Vice documentary on on Mother Teresa behind the scenes? She's wheeled. smoking it. a split. Seesaw Vice, <laughs> Seesaw <laughs> Vice, Mother Teresa. Uh, but you, yeah, you'll be glad to know, dear listener, you'll be heartened to know that I have now mastered the handstand push-up. I managed to do four yesterday.
1: Oh, well done. Yeah. Now that's I impressive. Feel, now I feel like I have to try. I would
0: say like start start small don't just go for you know the, i won't
1: break my toes don't you worry
0: yeah you, you have to got you've got to build up to it it's not just something you can do unless you're yeah. my brother who's a personal trainer or unless you're unless you're just very athletic
1: i weigh like two stone and all <laughs> of it's muscle
0: that's that's very true okay james <laughs> shall we avoid putting off the inevitable any longer and discuss what's been happening in the last seven days <laughs> let's talk
1: about Let's talk about the one item of the news, because everything else has just stopped.
0: Well, well, we'll talk about the whole self-isolation lockdown aspect of it in just a minute, but let's talk about some headlines first, uh, and then we'll get into the to the lighter side, if you can call it the lighter side,
1: as well as... <laughs> the lighter side, isolation.
0: As well as <laughs> what we've been watching during our time in isolation. The thing is, the plus side of this self-isolation is I am actually getting to do, or like play things or do things that usually I'd be pretty cramped for time for doing. So we'll get to that later on, but let's start we'll get with- it.
1: You're realising what it is like to not overwork yourself and you're going to make dramatic life changes after this corona <laughs> thing's done.
0: It'll be my goal, certainly, to cut down the amount of wasteful time I spend in my usual day-to-day living doing precisely nothing, which- Exactly. Well, well actually, not so much nothing, but doing things which are unimportant, or irrelevant, or totally unnecessary, like browsing Instagram, like self,
1: <laughs> oh right, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like self-aggrandizing podcasts,
0: exactly, like ego-inflating wastes of time that nobody listens to. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about actual news then. Starting with, of course, the coronavirus. The main headlines today. This is Thursday, Thursday afternoon. If you're listening to it. Deaths in the UK have now risen to over two and a half thousand. Yeah, the deadliest day so far was Wednesday, but that is expected to go up again. Uh, Prime yeah, Minister the numbers are going to keep going up. Yeah, they are. Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, has now been self-isolating for a few days after he was suspected to have coronavirus. As has Health Secretary Matt Hancock, uh, Dominic Cummings, oh, and the as real- well.
1: Uh, yeah, the real leader, Dominic.
0: Do, uh, Dom Cum, he is self-isolating. <laughs> I'm never saying that again, Tom. my goodness. <laughs> Mr. Mister, Mister, Cum. <laughs> he is self isolated as well. <laughs> Commander-in-chief. I'm so sorry. I, I don't know why. I just came out like that. Com- <laughs> He's, I um,
1: just realise right now how bad of a pun commander in briefs would have been. <laughs> but I also regret thinking about it. Okay, anyway. So he is also
0: self isolating i believe that's now four members of the cabinet who are. Uh, they had a big Zoom call, you may have seen. The um i hope they used like an encrypted version because well, Zoom's share- sharing all its d- data with Facebook. Did you did you see the picture that Boris Johnson tweeted? Uh, no, no. So so a picture was put online. It may well have been Bojo. I'm unsure if it was him or somebody else, but they had the digits for dialing into said Zoom call uh, left oh. at the top of
1: the page. Oh which was tremendous. I just set up your own in-house video calling system. Don't use Zoom. Zoom, is, Zoom isn't Zoom is even encrypted for most people. And it's sharing all its data with Facebook. The fact that everybody's using Zoom, which is probably one of the worst video calling pieces of well, software well, well, I've ever well, experienced, let's, let's is stop embarrassing. There, let's just stop there for a minute because every... Or
0: sorry, I have done a couple calls on Microsoft Teams. I've done one on Skype and the rest have all been Zoom. And I'll be honest, Zoom was the easiest to use. Zoom is super simple to
1: use, yeah. So why is Zoom bad, well, in your opinion? Every time I've been on it, it's designed for like meetings and stuff. So I'm sure that for work stuff is great. If it, was, if it was encrypted, it would be great, but it's not, so don't use it. Um, but it's designed so that one person talks at a time, yep. and only that one person comes through clearly. So if you're just having a, a chat, it falls apart, because Zoom is just trying to pick which person's talking, but you're all having a chat, and no, you can't hear anyone. So it's pretty all right for business, again, though, if it was encrypted and didn't send all the data to Facebook. But it's just depending on the meeting size, there's better software out there. So if you're talking about like a meeting with like four people or fewer, which isn't probably good for the government, I'm sure they like having more, then just go back to the, the age old ICQ. If you remember those initials from like forever ago, it allows video conferencing up to four people and it is smooth. Good to know. And that's the that advert, advertising dumb. No, like the government using like external hardware, right, external software is just dumb. That's the, anything that's not encrypted and even anything that is encrypted for video, video conferencing certainly has middleman attacks available. So, like, so the Russians can get all the data.
0: It's, it's certainly it reached... Zoom is in the headlines because, yeah, you're right, for a start, it's not encrypted. Uh, it does certainly have some security flaws. However, it is the most downloaded app at this point in the UK over the last seven days. And it's number two in the US. So they're clearly doing something to catch the imagination of
1: everybody. You know what everybody? Just use just use Gaming Town Discord. You can call up to like Discord is 10 great. people for video conferencing on that or something ridiculous. Aye, nice.
0: Okay, James. Uh we we've talked uh, in depth about the numbers of uh, people who are dying from this uh, the number of people who are being infected the rates of both are still going up across the uk um, across scotland as well there have been 50 deaths today now that's 10 in the last 24 hours and 40 over the last few days which are only filtering through now a couple of other points but it is still just the beginning right yeah a couple of other points i'd like to to raise um which we are yet to talk about three three things i would like to talk about the first one is the lack of tests because that's the current discussion at the moment in terms of the percentage of people who have been tested the uk is near the near the bottom i believe 0.2% of nhs frontline staff have been tested for coronavirus yeah
1: 0.2 0.3 something on those lines and it seems that every single country in the world
0: is essentially essentially now bidding for these tests to be sent to their respective country, because yep. now everyone's realised ah this this is certainly one way to to sort this out. Test everybody. So test test people. Yay. The UK have clearly taken a while to get to this stage, but now there's a real shortage of testing kit. What's the solution here?
1: Well, there's not really a solution aside from start manufacturing kits yourself, which apparently we're going to be able to do soon. There's new kits getting um. Desi- designed every week it, all, it seems and companies offering to mass manufacture them. But this is just a problem with, with the world. The world is so set up to have like all different countries sourcing things from each other that when there's a big pandemic it turns out we all get very selfish and then none of us have enough stuff. So we need to up our Our own manufacturing capabilities, and we were told this. Like apparently, this is another thing. A news that came out is that the government was told by investigators like three years ago that the UK and the NHS are not ready for a pandemic. Yep. And then they just hushed, hushed that, covered it up a wee bit, and hoped that the news would never come out. Turns out we weren't. And here's the pandemic. Even more recently than well January,
0: they were told, or certainly the news was coming from China that this thing was a serious problem and yep. if it came to the uk it would be a serious problem yep. and it was just
1: kind of acknowledged and it was like all right okay yeah fine and that was like our response Our, ours our, us small people who can't do anything we're like oh well, sure the, like surely the government is going to have a plan for what to do here and they're going to like monitor the borders and they're going to put people into isolation and they're going to lock down they're going to quarantine as appropriate but we had three months and we did nothing as a whole as a whole nation. Everybody, every single country, was doing this. Country after country didn't do anything until it was too late. And then the UK added itself onto that pile because it had a bonus two weeks. It's what people are saying because we had an like secondary example of Italy, which is a nearer neighbour, and Italy saying don't make our mistakes. And UK is like, hmm. But what if us making those mistakes is different to you making them? And then it wasn't because it's a pandemic. Um, And now America's doing the same, just finally admitting that it's probably going to have similar numbers to Italy in terms of like percentages. Let's save the US chat for
0: for further down the line. Just to to touch on the UK, the numbers of deaths is expected to be over 3,000 by the end of play today. Uh, And it's, as you say, projected just to keep... Getting worse, certainly for the next. Yeah.
1: It's still flat on the exponential. Basically, we're still yeah. on, a, on a line on that log log we're, graph. We're,
0: we're yet to really see the impact of of self isolation on these these numbers. In terms of testing, the current goal is twenty five thousand tests available each day. Yeah, uh, they're currently doing thirteen thousand, and mm-hmm. bearing in mind that there are over one million NHS staff. Not to mention the volunteers who've all signed up in the last last couple of days. Yeah, hundreds of thousands of volunteers. The, the second question I like to second issue I like to get on, onto out of the three here, James, is to do with the banks. It's just to do with money. Now you will have seen uh, a couple of articles over the last couple of days, which essentially has, for a start, told the banks, please avoid giving out your dividends and your share payments. Hold on to the money. Uh, for the time being, just so you can be the saviour. Now, that that is the the phrasing they've been using. Because initially, and certainly if you look at the the history of what's happened over the last few years, the banks were at fault for the most recent financial crisis of 2008. Mm -hmm. That was the bank's fault. Mm -hmm. So now this is being played out as some sort of redemption story.
1: Redemption arc.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is the redemption arc for the banks. So today... Um, The Financial Conduct Authority has suggested that people struggling with the uh, pandemic should not be charged interest on the first £500 of an overdraft, uh, as well as a whole range of loans, free payments, uh, this, that, the next thing. So this is all designed to rehabilitate
1: the image of the banks. What do you think? I mean... The only reason they're going to do it is to, as you say, rehabilitate the image of them or to, to get themselves back in people's good books. They're not doing this because they're nice people. It's going to cost them barely a thing to give out to give out money and get that money back in a few few, few months' time. <laughs> it, so, like, the, yeah, just do it. All the businesses out there, like not not even banks, every single business needs to be standing up at this time and saying, hey, we're the, we're the people that have responsibility now. Um, we'll take care of you for a while. And they won't because people, once they have money and once they're leading businesses, get very selfish. So... In terms of su- suggested measures, a three-month repayment
0: freeze on loans, uh, yeah, a temporary yeah, yeah. freeze on credit card and store card debt for up to three months, and as I mentioned, zero interest for three months on £500 yeah. overdrafts.
1: I mean, it's all going to happen because if they don't, right, if they don't freeze loan repayments and they start trying to like claim your property as they're going to send the boys around to knock down your door and steal your TV they're going to be in the real bad books, not just the normal bad books, which is what happens when they do that. But if you do that in a pandemic, you're not going to be, you're not going to have many fans left. So these are all things that they're just going to have to do. It's not like they're being charitable or being saviours. This is just an inevitable result of the situation.
0: Connected to that, before I ask my third, uh, get on to my third issue, is uh, Spurs or Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, who this week, Uh, the chairman, uh, Daniel Levy, uh, announced that the... 550 non-playing staff at Spurs would be taking a pay cut. Bear in mind that Daniel Levy earned £7 million (laughs) last year, and the overwhelming majority of the Spurs squad earns over £100,000 each week yep. but it is the 550 non-playing staff yep. who take a pay a uh, take a pay cut and also spurs are owned by billionaire joe lewis yep. uh, who has a, a net worth of
1: 4.4 billion pounds what is wrong with people well this is this is what the uk wants we we self we we just do this yourself. We vote for we vote for, for parties that want to give austerity. So of course obviously no, no, but what, this, this, is a, this is a football club though. It is, but but they'll follow the trend that we establish. If we establish that the 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 poorer the poorer people in society have to bear the burden when things get tough, then that's the norm. And now of course all the billionaires are gonna be doing things like this. We got as soon as the government announced the furlough options where like they can pay eighty percent of people's wages for three months or whatever. I reckon half of the businesses that were previously saying things like, Oh, we'll probably make it through without, you know, we'll we'll do this all together immediately they're like, Oh yeah. Furlough now. Easy peasy. We'll take that money. It's just how it works. Business is business. They're always going to take money away from the poorer, the poorer people within the company. And this is this isn't a, p- a pandemic thing either. This is just worldwide. It's always the people on the lower ends that take the brunt when a business has a has a bit of a struggle. It's the it's the rare shining star um, when the CEO takes a pay cut, which is happening here and there, um, and it has always happened here and there. But it is. Uh, the, the 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 rule breaker right. is the generous CEO. James,
0: my third issue before we look at the bigger picture worldwide is the shopper confusion over what counts as an essential item. So this is things like milk, bread, pasta, eggs, whatever else, fine. What about Easter eggs, shampoo, colouring books, exercise weights? What justifies... Uh, essential shopping during a lockdown. Now, just, uh, just to explain why I'm asking this, police say they say they've actually taken action against people who were going to the shops for non-essential items. And uh, another police force said they were disappointed to see people out buying bags of compost and plants. And other stores have complained that they've been told Easter eggs are non-essential goods. So it has led to some shoppers questioning. What what is classed as non-essential? And just before I finish <laughs> that question, just bear in mind that I did on my shop yesterday buy some donuts.
1: Right, I'm I'm not on which is definitely non-essential. <laughs> I'm just I'm just having a giggle in general that everybody ever who has been talking about like trusting the consumer and trusting the markets is now like, oh, you better not be buying Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Like this, is, this is this is all the evidence we are ever going to need that our consumer trust and capitalist society is not one that is ready for the real world. Essential is what you make of it. Some people do need to be doing home workouts, for so sure, buy your home workout stuff, but probably not everybody all at once. We probably don't all need to be buying like 100 kilos of weights and getting the delivery people to risk their, their um, health to deliver that to every single flat in the nation. And I think rather, like, it's really strange hearing these stories. People, if you if you want to go outside and get some donuts like you did there, Colin, have a reason that is essential as well. Be like, oh, I'm off to get some essential food and I'm also going to get some donuts. <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah, just lump, lump it in together. The idea isn't, like, don't do anything outside. The idea is you got to have the reason you're going out and then you can get, like, you can get a nice bottle of juice as well. But it's up to judgment. Like Boris is saying that we're only allowed to do one exercise per day. Uh, I'm sure half the people aren't listening to that and are doing two. Oh no. Yeah, man. Um, But really, like, who's going to be tracking that? Take my bins out yesterday. They were heavy. (laughs) Exactly. That is a workout. But all these things aren't, they shouldn't be getting tracked either. Um, Because if you go for two runs, so what? You're not bumping into anyone. But um, police police forces in England say they have had calls from people saying, "Hey, my next door neighbors
0: just gone out for a second my run. Na-
1: my neighbours doing their second run. Exactly. Like the things that matter are like getting like if you see a gathering, get that report. If you see people um collecting in any public area get that report because that kind of thing does need to be shut down for the protection of everyone um, and hopefully shut down with just being told to go home rather than any sort of violence. okay um, but it's just it's, it's also quite funny to me the number of people that are complaining about being asked where they're going and why they're going places who are the exact same people who love to vote for parties who can stop and search suspected criminals but so just suspected right now we are all suspected criminals every time we go outside how does it feel (laughs) remember this when you're voting for parties that that like to just stop and search because the police have a suspicion okay rather than having anything against you well i've got i've got a question for you colin about the uk government right um as a brexit voter are you feeling (laughs) that we should be aligning ourselves more and teaming up more with europe in this time um than the government has been, because the government is, has pretended to not receive emails about testing kits. The government isn't doing much collaboration in terms of studying and uh, sharing of resources with the EU, so is you. Um, as a representative of the Brexit vote, say so that the government maybe should just forget about like all the traditions that we now want under this Brexit of the UK, and just just for a few more months, do stuff with the EU.
0: Well, as a gammon-faced whistle listening sheep i will respond in kind and say yeah we should be we should be absolutely learning from what other countries are doing right but also from okay here's something they did and it's worked out terribly but yeah ultimately and this is something i read yesterday the scientific community has always been like that it's always been about working together about okay well what what are they doing what can we do to help them or what yeah. uh, what are we learning from over there because ultimately they all have the shared goal of science help progress or Learning something new together, as opposed to oh yeah, hey, look look what we're doing. You're you're
1: not doing that. Yeah, look at us doing it all
0: on our own. So so, so I would say absolutely yes.
1: So you say the scientists are probably doing it right. Yes. Um, but when you hear that the government's pretending that it didn't receive emails about um, <laughs> test kits and collaboration, that maybe they. Sh- they should be more honest with us. <laughs> yeah, they should. But again, we're we're talking about the UK government here.
0: Okay, let's move on and look at the wider picture. Starting with the US, uh, a few hours ago, the death toll from the coronavirus pandemic in the states had surpassed 5,000, and that means that worldwide deaths are soon to exceed one million. The projections at the moment for the US are that between a hundred thousand and quarter of a million people are going to die from this, which is horrendous, whatever way you look at it. VP Mike Pence said in a press conference yesterday that their current figures are, or projections are looking like Italy's, which is the worst affected country at this point Mm -hmm, in time. mm -hmm. And after weeks of calling it a hoax and a democratic ploy to again undermine his presidency Donald Trump has finally changed tack and has uh, f- laid out the stony faced difficult reality of the uh, of the yeah. next month for those people who are living in the states he said in a, a press yeah. conference on Tuesday it was going to be a very very painful two
1: weeks James two weeks two weeks is still optimistic yeah what's, what's your thoughts on what's happening stateside the, the u.s is exactly what we should have all expected it to be in this which is basically almost incompetent a national level where with some states doing a good job it's it's going so poorly that even Trump is is trying to detach himself from the from the news on it so that's why he's saying these things is he's no longer wanting to be the champion f- who's keeping the numbers low because he's realizing that the numbers really aren't low. Because oh, the only the only thing is he was saying before an are that how, how great the US was doing at keeping the numbers down. Uh,
0: and also he was comparing it to the flu um, epidemic from a few years ago in which several thousand Americans died and said, well, we're do- only 2000 have died here so far. We're doing great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now he's he's finally um, realized that big numbers are going to happen. So we're seeing this distancing, and then as soon as the numbers start going down again, or as soon as a peak starts coming, he'll he'll come back in as the person who's making the numbers stop. Um, but this is this is what we should have expected all along, and it's what most of the world has been expecting for the last month or so. Seeing the US's response uh, or lack thereof in most most cases, and the numbers are going to be awful, and it's horrible news. And we're seeing the um, we're seeing certain like areas, like, more metropolitan areas, being overwhelmed already. And it is it's, it's just real sad. It's just sad in general because it's mismanagement yeah. um, from the from the top that is causing this. Same as in the UK, the UK's response was too low because the top uh, mismanaged the situation because we refused to listen to our neighbours in
0: Europe. J- just you, you mentioned metropolitan areas. New York is currently the epicenter in terms of the worst amount of cases and deaths per day and london at the current stage it's at from when the first case was diagnosed to uh, today is on a worse trajectory than wuhan yeah so things are looking grim at this point in time but particularly
1: for new york yeah th- those are um the wuhan reported numbers still we, we probably will never know the real numbers um, now that Boris Johnson's got coronavirus, he's angry at China for not giving us the real numbers. Um, and, it, you know, it's funny that it was only after he got the thing that he started complaining about the actual numbers coming from China. Um, but if we're, like even assuming the best, um, we're, we're looking rough. Everywhere's just looking rough because we all waited the extra couple of weeks that were really important. Because as soon as we get our first case, we've got to be like, all right, Start. Start doing huge amounts of tracing. Start doing huge amounts of testing all around these people to lock this down. Yeah. Um. To control it, and hopefully it can be contained like other countries did in their start, and other countries did even after huge breakouts like in South Korea. Th- th- their numbers were, were going huge for a couple of weeks, and um, but they managed to um put a cap on that to some to some level. Whereas the rest of us are just too slow, and the more centralised the power, and the more power we have under lazy people the worse. And that's what we've had. We've had people who do not prioritize the right thing. And sadly for people in the US, with their healthcare being the way it is, we've got issues with people worrying about money, right? If I get it, I'm going to have to pay a lot of money to recover, or at least I think so. I'm not sure how many states are implementing a system-wide, free-of-charge corona treatment, but... Um, this is the other problem when you don't have a country of universal health care is when something universal comes around, it's really bad. OK. Uh, but the question is, are, th- are the US going to learn from their mistakes? Because they've been mis- making mistakes for years and years. Trump shut down the pandemic response unit. You did. Yeah. Um, they've been... um making their healthcare less and less accessible to the lower classes for years and years and years. And now look what's happening. Turns out that the health of everybody is pretty important for the economy. So just on that point, the USA, figures that came out yesterday
0: showed that unemployment in the States has now hit 6.6 million people, which is a record. I believe actually that's only in the last week Mm -hmm. uh, that that's hit that number. Spain, similarly, have lost nearly... Nine hundred thousand jobs as coronavirus deaths exceeded ten thousand. That's in the past hour. It's the second worst affected country. Italy is still number number uh, still number one of the league table that everybody wants to lose in terms of confirmed cases. In Spain, they are now at one hundred ten thousand. That's an eight percent rise. But authorities believe the virus is now peaking and say they expect to see a drop in figures in the days ahead. James, is there light at the end of the tunnel? Is, this, is there anything else from Europe that you believe is working, or
1: is something that has everybody's got horribly wrong? Well, we don't know some countries yet. So I, I did not check in the last few days, but the last time I looked in the likes of Sweden and stuff hadn't gone into massive, massive lockdowns and we're still only at a couple of thousand this, cases.
0: Yeah, just on that point there, Sweden have are one of the only countries which have avoided a total lockdown. Yeah. They're still seeing cases and cases are rising, but th- yeah. that's an interesting one, which we're yet to really see the benefit of.
1: Yeah, so that's one to monitor in terms of like, are they going to be the freak and not lock down and still not get crazy numbers? But like coronavirus is just so contagious. More so than was originally thought clearly and the incubation period is longer than they originally thought it could they keep they keep estimating it higher and higher so we won't know until it's too late and as most people have been saying for weeks and weeks it is far better to overreact than than to underreact and that's something that most countries have done is not reacted hard enough and the ones that had a huge big reaction that some people were calling an overreaction have seen Smaller numbers of cases, and are probably going to come out of lockdown sooner. And it's never going to be a full lockdown until we've got a, a full um, free freedom of movement thing until the vaccine's out and and most of the world has had has been vaccinated. But countries that have controlled their initial cases um, can now enter a sort of self isolation as a country rather than as individuals. Um, so if you know that you've got no cases within your borders you can start doing all your own business again. You can start doing all your own stuff again, safely knowing that as so long as you don't open the airports and the ports, you're, you're golden. Um, so there's some hope in Europe where countries are testing more and some people have had a bit more of a heads up and actually listened. But in general, we've got so much money as nations and we've got such dense populations that their responses, as a rule, needed to be quicker. And we were saying that, that we thought they were going to be faster and it doesn't seem like anybody really did anything fast enough
0: well, just before we, we wrap up and to move on to lighter things is there anything that we should have been doing you say that you know nobody really expected it to be as bad as it is and has been
1: is there anything that we any of us could have done as indi- as individuals, just
0: even a couple of weeks ago, seeing videos or pictures where you know myself and my colleagues are standing really close together, we'd stopped handshaking, but we're all still in the same room, you know, th- things like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. D- yeah. D- were,
1: were we too lackadaisical about it? Well, I think everybody was, but only on the assumption that we would be told when not to be, but we weren't. We weren't told on time. Nothing was was um, said in enough time to make a difference. Uh, we as individuals can only take so much caution without just isolating ourselves from the entirety of society and hoping that that doesn't negatively affect us Like all the time. There's, there's always going to be the risk of a pandemic. There's always going to be the risk that someone across the aisle from you has a disease that you don't want to catch. There's only so much that we as individuals can do. And the more important thing has to be um, and. and I I would stress it, is the corporation's um, responsibilities in taking care of its staff, um, businesses' um, responsibilities in taking care of their customers. Because when you're a central hub of people, you have to act in a way that makes sense. Whereas we've got businesses that um, didn't want to enact Um, any sort of a lockdown, didn't want to limit customers, didn't want to limit numbers because it would damage the profits. We've got corporations that don't offer good sick pay, that don't offer working from home, that don't offer anything um, and put us all, and this isn't me because I I don't work for one of them, but but most of the population that works in office in fear of not going in to work sick. If you get sick, the, the general trend is people just still go into work because how like our businesses are set up in such a way that they can just not pay you or they can they'll want to fire you if you start taking care of yourself we our response to this does should not be pointing at individuals and saying, "Hey, you're not living smart right and pointing at people that don't make a difference and say you're not living smart. Our responses have to be to check to keep a checklist of businesses and corporations that we know failed us. And to disengage from them and until they learn their lesson they prove it. And sometimes there's individuals that need to be judged. If you know somebody that was showing symptoms and they refused to go into self-isolation, or if you know somebody and they were told to go into self-isolation and they still refused, then you can point to them and be like, there's probably blood in your hands. Or in fact, there is. Because everybody who deliberately spread this thing, okay let's there's blood in their hands wrap this up
0: wimbledon has been cancelled which is the first time that's happened since world war ii yep. the edinburgh festival fringe festival is off eurovision is off as well all champions league football has been suspended until further notice and cop 26 which was the big climate change gathering meant to be happening in glasgow in october with uh, the 26 most uh, powerful leaders of the world that has also been postponed yep. for a year James, before we talk about what we have been watching, how has how have you been doing through this whole self isolation lockdown period?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty fine. Yeah, why why is that? Uh, well, I understand that everybody's got different brains and whatnot, and we're all programmed for different things. But I'm pretty alright, chilling even on my own completely for indefinitely long. I haven't tested it. I don't know what my limit is. Um, but also I've got a ton of hobbies and pastimes that I can do from my own home. Yeah. So quite a lot of that is involving, um, just watching shows. Quite a lot of that is involving like the streaming services that everybody's now turning to for entertainment. Um, a lot, I play a lot of games and stuff like that. Um, but I also have, um, a social life through that. So I talk to my girlfriend a lot through, um, video calling we play games or watch shows together, uh, and now I do the same with friends. We play games and stuff. So I was more programmed for this already. This isn't hobbies that I have taken up. Yeah. Um. Now that I'm in isolation, this is uh, the life that I that I choose to the life that I choose to in the most part live anyway. And the exception mm-hmm. was going out and about and doing big events. Because big events have never Mm -hmm. been my thing. Partly because of the whole, there's many people there and you don't know who who they all are and they probably have diseases. Uh, And now it's technically true that they probably do. And we're not allowed to do that anymore. I I do believe that one benefit out of all this
0: is we're now all much more aware of other people and the ailments and illnesses that they have and the risks that we're putting ourselves in when we ourselves in those crowded positions or there is lots of physical contact whereas in the past
1: i think it was just a case of okay that person's got a cold but i'll still shake their hand fine yeah so be it like we all get colds all the time who cares but there, there's a lot to learn and and the, the, that the other side of the coin is that there are some people whose entire lives have been geared towards like being actively externally social so going out yeah seeing people and if they are home for an hour, they, they can't figure out what to do. And I'm not saying that's a failure on their part. Um, we all get programmed in different ways by our uh, lives and by our surroundings. Mm-hmm. And some people have just happened to be programmed to be unable to stay at home. So those people right now are, are kind of going mad. Yeah. And when it's celebrities who have enough money to just have all their friends over anyway, and the police definitely won't care. I don't I don't care you guys are all just faking I think from my perspective I'm a mix of your situation
0: and also what you just described in that I have been working from home uh, a day maybe two days a week for the last uh, 18 months mm-hmm. so I know I can get my own schedule and when I start working on something which needs finished like I will work longer hours here ...than I would do if I was in an office. Yeah, it's hard to detach. Yeah, but mixed to that is the fact that I woke up today and was unsure what day it was... ...because I have been having the same routine now for, what, what, 10 days? Yeah. So I do, I realise that a part of me, and I'm the same as you, I am now getting the chance to record music or do more Gaelic or yeah, I'm doing of that. even little things like I bought a PS4 because I wanted to play FIFA with my brothers online, which is the first time we have ever done that. So that's, that's cool. No, Yeah. Everybody should be doing these things. However, I realise that there is an element of my lifestyle, which does require going out to do things. For example, I do miss going to the gym because that's part of what I do. I miss seeing my friends and the fact that I don't see Graham or Bex for, you know, what, weeks at a time, particularly because she is in a vulnerable category. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's stuck inside for three months. Yeah. Uh, and including family members, too. So that has been more difficult
1: than perhaps I anticipated. Yeah.
0: But dear, dear listeners, please do get in touch. Let us know how you,
1: how you've been getting on. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you're doing um, to spend the time. Things that maybe they're surprised you that you're able to sink loads of hours into. Because we have all been taught that our main um, purpose in life is to work and then take uh, a day off at the weekend, right? Yeah. But that's just that is just um, a, a misleading of the entire population. It's been going on for, I don't know, generations. Okay. Take it a day at a time, people. I, I like this thing where we don't know what day it is. It's great because we just do what is appropriate for us on that day. It's very strange. So just do that. If you feel like you need a day off, take a day off. If you feel like you want a productive day, have a productive day. Everything has to be a day at a time. But we've all been taught yep. that, you know, we work we work for this block of hours in the day. And if we can't work, we have to pretend to work. And then we get the rest of the day to try and relax. And we get the weekend off if we're lucky and we don't get asked to do unpaid overtime learn the lessons now find out what it is that you like spending your time doing find out what personal projects and what personal improvements you want to spend time doing Mm -hmm. and keep that for the rest of like your your adult life and the rest of your the rest of your time because we forget when we get into the working for other people's money business we are the important person not work not somebody else's profit prioritize yourself even if it costs you like half your income per year if you can live on half that income but be a happier person stick with it that's the tea let's talk about in our final section
0: what we have been watching and james you are right there in that this has allowed us to do things which perhaps otherwise we would have been too strapped for time to do for example in my case finish watching season two of the office and start watching community Helpful. so two very short reviews there i touched last week on the fact that i watched the first season of the office it was only six episodes so it didn't take me very long yeah season two has 22 episodes but still managed to finish that here's here's my take it is an entertaining show mm-hmm. and the best characters are john krasinski's jim mm-hmm. and rain wilson's dwight yeah and the, su- the supporting cast are all to a person excellent yes. they're all great they're fantastic my main issue with the office is i don't like steve carell's character i don't like michael scott he is an unlikable person there are things he does in each episode which i just like yeah i i don't find him funny i find him annoying irritating yeah. and deeply unlikable and i know that we talked about this last week there is a slight shift in to make yeah, him yeah, you see it. more likable in season two. However, I still don't. I just think this guy is the worst. He's just
1: the worst person. Don't worry, it's a it's a it's a feely goodie Americanized show in a couple of seasons time. They keep trying to fix his his character to be like just uh, a little a little beacon of joy in your life. So here's here's my
0: prediction. Because I will continue with the show once I finish community season one. Right. I predict. They're going to make him more like Brick Tamland, his anchorman character, Just a, yeah. who is more of a lovable idiot yeah, than yeah. You someone who is who is at the moment in the office as his Michael Scott season two character, delusional, like and the worst kind of
1: guy. I'm tracking. So that's that's my prediction. Yeah, we'll keep and keep a keep a note on that prediction
0: by the time next week's episode comes around, I will have finished Community, uh-huh. season one. Yeah, yeah. It is now on Netflix, seasons one through six, all on Netflix as of yesterday, Wednesday, April 1st. I started watching it, and it took me all of two episodes to decide, yep, I really like this show. This is a great show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's fantastic cast, really sharp writing, at some genuine laugh-out-loud moments in every single episode I've watched so far. And that's a really great thing for a show to say you know a show can be entertaining and funny without you know it can raise a wry smile yeah, yeah or yeah. it can do what this show is doing which is actually making me laugh out loud which is great yeah so if you're yet to watch community i know i'm very late to this show it's over 11 years old but, but people still love i'm it, yeah. really enjoying what i'm seeing so
1: far james what about you what you what you been up to well I'll, I'll touch on community first it's got some episodes uh, especially um, in the earlier seasons, I believe that are genuinely, um, like deep and clever, super smart episodes. Oh, yeah. And we're talking like cinematically smart. We're talking character-driven stuff. It gets real good. Uh, every now and then, there's an absolute standout episode, and um, I'm not surprised that a lot of this show gets. Um, yep. The warning is that it is a, a Harmon show, a Dan Harmon. and who did Ricky Morty. Who did Ricky and Marty? And he, for me, falls into a trap of the the flanderization where just characters become parodies of themselves, but he does it really quick. So we've seen <laughs> it in Rick and Marty where they become parodies of themselves by like the end of season two. Well, I was well, well, sorry when you say a parody of themselves, what do you mean? They take they take something that is kind of funny and they they push it further and further and forget about the rest of the character until that okay. is just the one thing they do. So characters that in the beginning are just like your clever, witty side character who does occasionally stupid things will become, like, the stupid character. And characters who are, um, like, just sometimes just prank their friends for fun will eventually just become, like, just just an asshole. Okay, James, wh- what have you been doing? What have you been enjoying? Uh, so I haven't been watching so much. I haven't finished anything. I've still got a, quite a lot of shows I'm working on. Uh, I will say I have been generously gifted Uh, a login to Disney Plus because they released that at just the right time. So even though I had um, committed myself to never paying for it and never watching these shows <laughs> i also um, have a disney plus login. <laughs> yeah um i will take that for free any day of the week because that makes me feel like i'm actually taking their stuff
0: now they they do have the mandalorian which is the the star wars tv show yeah
1: so i've been watching all the star wars stuff i've been watching okay. the mandalorian as it comes out i've been watching star wars rebels i've been watching the new season of the clone wars like and the, Ma- the mandalorian is coming out episodically right? episodically well yeah a chapter per week i
0: Okay, so similar, just on that note, Westworld is doing the same. Season 3 has started, but I'm going to wait oh, until yeah. it finishes, and then I'm going to watch it. I'm not even sure I'll watch it unless people say it's real good. Well, I'm, I'm going to because I still, as much as Season 2 had its issues, I still enjoyed it, so me- I'm going to stick with it. And apparently, apparently, Season 3 is more straightforward. Oh, good. Okay.
1: Okay, well, I'll wait till I see some more reviews because it lost me. It lost my fandom. Okay, anyway. I have spent hours absolutely massive amounts of hours of my free time playing a game. That game is called Starbound and it's quite an old game. It's been around, but I just never played it. Okay. It's just really charming. You're, you're just a, a a character who gets, who gets chucked into a huge, big dilemma. Their home planet gets like basically destroyed and they have to just try and survive in space. And you're just going about lots of different planets, like mining, mining, Making resources, getting food, building houses, and there's a main quest line. There's a main story, but I'm just not doing. I'm just floating about different planets, <laughs> building houses and having a nice time. Okay. It's, just, it's just so relaxing. Wow! Just building stuff, and you can you can let you can mark houses as like a place for for like for colonists to move in. So I'm just building houses, getting someone in there, giving them a home, finding out who it is, and doing all the side quests and all this dumb stuff. And it's just taking hours and hours of my time. And it's amazing. And every single time I play, I find some new part of the game that is a surprise to me. So I was playing yesterday and I found out that on some planets, there's just these massive castles that are already there full of people and you can go of, of course you can go and you go raid them you, you try and get their good loot um and it's a it's a 2d game like pixel art really charming the art's nice the music's nice if you dive underwater the audio goes all underwater even the soundtrack and that was like that gave me shivers uh, <laughs> I, I could i could keep detailing all the little things that have happened in this game that have made me appreciate the designer for the absolute depth that they've added. And I haven't even been progressing the main story arc. I haven't even left my first solar system. Uh, it's great. Play that game, everybody. Okay, right, James, we are encroaching the hour mark. Oh, man, it's a Corona special. Anything else to, to say before we wrap up? Oh, I'm not I'm not really sure. If we've missed any actual news because of just all the Corona lockdown stuff, please let us know. Well, I mean... the. the the Labour leadership vote is is finished, oh, yeah, yeah. so Jeremy Corbyn's reign is over in the next few hours. Man, it's so it's so annoying seeing everything being like so politicized about that. Corbyn is so detested, and it's it's just horrible. People are so happy he's not going to be the leader anymore. I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. Stop. He was a real nice guy. So and I believe he did it's a pretty good job.
0: Keir Starmer, Rebecca Long Bailey, and
1: Lisa Nandy, who are the three. Yeah, Keir Starmer, who has been endorsed by such big names as George Osborne. So clearly, he's going to win. I, I, yeah, I was going to he say think win, he'll win because he's just like the Joe Biden of this fate, of this vote. He's just he's got the backing of of <laughs> the people who are comfy with the world as it is. Okay. Um, he's not he's not as bad as Joe Biden. Joe Biden's Probably, probably just a awful person at heart. Whereas Starmer just doesn't really do anything. He hasn't really said anything in the last few weeks. He's kind of disappeared. But he'll still win. Um, but we're going to find out in like on the fourth, and it's not the fourth yet. So okay, we, we'll we'll tell you next week who the new who the new Labour leader is. They're all they're all pre-recording their victory speeches just in case they win. That's the fun part. Yep. <laughs> Every single one of them has been asked to record a victory speech, including the ones that are polling at like 0% to win. <laughs> oh,
0: my. Okay, James, it is time to wrap up. Dear listeners, if you have enjoyed the show or if you would like to get in touch with something you've watched or just tell us how you're getting on with your self-isolation yeah. slash lockdown, please do get in touch. James, how do they do? Uh, it?
1: If you want to email us a detailed breakdown of all the companies that you're going to disavow and never engage with again, and um, please do at sportsdirect seesawparade at gmail.com. I'm not even lying. Companies need to be absolutely like deleted, deleted Canceled. from existence because of their um responses to this. And we and we are the people that can do that. All of us little folks. Um, if you just want to tell us about one company, uh tweet it to us grass them up grass up the awful companies this is the kind of snitching system that i agree with be a grass bringing down corporations and their dumb little social media accounts is delightful Um, so tweet us you can tag them if you're feeling super brave tag a corporation that you are never going to um, <laughs> engage with again uh, at seesaw parade okay james
0: that is enough it's <laughs> time for us to, to go away and have a long lie down james thank you so much i will see you next week for episode two (laughs) hundred. the big party commences everyone the big party commences (laughs) oh man i can't believe that our whole plan for that has just been derailed by a global pandemic how dare they
1: (sighs) i know okay bye james although like to be fair of all the conspiracies that's better than people saying that it's a judgment on earth because northern ireland and legalized gay marriage
0: (laughs) <laughs> Man, people are weird.
1: Okay, bye. Right. Yeah, goodbye. Uh, and goodbye, people's lazy responses to the coronavirus. And goodbye, listeners. You're the more important part.